podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Buongiorno, everyone, and welcome back to Eurotales. Today, I want to talk about a team that has been away from Syria ah, for quite some time, but has recently gained global attention. The team is Como, from that beautiful place in Italy, probably more famous for Lake Como, but in a football sense, their story is nothing short of Hollywood-worthy. In 2017, Como found themselves in a dire situation, facing bankruptcy and falling down the divisions. But out of nowhere, the rescuers appeared in the form of the Hartono brothers from Indonesia, who swooped in to buy the Lombardi-based club. And let me tell you, their wealth is no joke. It's even greater than that playboy, the man of fanfare, former Italian Prime Minister, the late Silvio Berlusconi. With this new ownership, naturally, came a resurgence for Como and the dreams of a Serie A rebirth are becoming more realistic as each game week passes this season. In fact, they currently sit second in Serie B behind fallen giants Parma. And the best part, they have some serious footballing legends on their side. The likes of Cesc Fabregas, Thierry Henry and Dennis Wise have all become intertwined in the fabric of Como. Fabregas, a World Cup winner and one of the most decorated players of his generation, is now the first team coach and part owner of the club. Alongside him is former Wales and Crystal Palace assistant Oisin Roberts, who was appointed interim manager in December. And they're not the only ones. Former Chelsea player Dennis Wise is the CEO of the club. And with their big money backing and the infusion of footballing celebrities, Thierry Henry and there too for good measure, Como is gaining momentum. In fact, in the January transfer window, they made a statement signing, tempting a man from Syria, a Brazilian winger, 26-year-old Gabriel Strafetza from Syria, outside Lecce, they got him for a reported 5 million euro fee, tempted him to step down the division to Syria B. And let me tell you, Strafetza is already paying off that fee in his first two games, scoring a boat, securing a vital six points for Como in their promotion quest. To discuss this celebrity-led rise of Como, we have Italian football expert Daniele Ficitella with us today. Daniele is regularly on TalkSport and all manner of European football outlets. He is the man to go to. He is a treasure trove of Italian football knowledge. So let's dive in and get Daniele to answer some burning questions about this exciting, evolving story. Enjoy. Daniele, welcome back to your tales, my friend. Hi. Please remind the listeners a bit about your good talented self. 
Hi, Liam. Pleasure to be back. Well, I've been here before when we talk about uh, Bologna, but if you didn't catch that uh, show, I'm an Italian journalist. I live in the UK uh, since already 15 years. Here, I do cover Italian football mainly for TalkSport, which is one of the biggest radio stations in the UK. Uh, I also write for a couple of uh, websites, mostly about betting previews, and I do work for uh, UEFA. Sometimes we do broadcast uh, games Games, Champions League games, when Italian teams are involved, so I'm always happy to, to be involved. But yeah, generally speaking, I am a freelance journalist fully immersed in Italian football. A very talented man. You're spoiling us with your presence. First off, Daniele, are the celebrities of Como catching the headlines in Italy? Well, they are because uh, they are third in the table to start with. And uh, Serie B in Italy, the se Italy second division, is very, very competitive. It is uh, a division not easy to get out because there are 24 teams and there are the playoffs. But of course, it is a team that now has established themselves in Serie B, third consecutive season. And this season, they are doing uh, really well. Of course, everything started with the arrival of Chex Fabregas back in 2022. Uh, but things have have gone uh, much better since then because Como got saved last season. It wasn't a great season on the pitch for Fabregas, his first one in Italy didn't even score a goal and Como finished 13th. But this season, since Fabregas has become the manager, since mid-October, the team has improved a lot. Uh, they are third, pushing for promotion. And of course, there's been the the engagement of Thierry Henry as a consulate. So obviously they are bringing something different, something new uh, to that part of Italy, to the region, to Lombardy. And they are trying to go back to the place where they used to belong in the 80s. You know, 80s, mid-80s, Como uh, played a couple of good season in Serie A, uh, launched some interesting talents there. You know, people of my generation and yours will remember the likes of Pietro Vierkovud, Marco Simone, they all started at Como. So, although it is one of those teams that in Italy we consider provincial, the, pro the province of Italy, but uh, they, had, they had a bit of pedigree and, of course, uh, everyone uh, is uh, focus focusing on them at the moment. They have some celebrity and for those who may not know, Daniele, could you shed some light on just how dire the situation was for Como before their unlikely saviors came from Indonesia in the form of billionaires? Como, uh, back more than 20 years ago, in 2001-2002, Como managed something incredible, a double promotion from Serie C, Italy Fair Division, to Serie A. They won two leagues in a row, got back to Serie A after more than 17, 18 years absence. They were relegated straight after, and that's where the problem started. Uh, back then, the owner was Preziosi, who then went to own Genoa as well. He contract debts. There were high wages, high bills. And Como started the decline. They couldn't resist many years in Serie B, went back to Serie C and things basically stagnated. Things went really bad then uh, when, um, it, uh, I mean, after the turns of 2010, 2015, the club many times went to administration, went to liquidation, 
and uh, almost uh, disappeared, had to be uh, reformed. Back in 2017, emerged Akusa Puni, the wife of Mikhail Essien, the former Chelsea midfielder, who offered in the region of 230,000 euros to buy the club. Well, of course, they buy their hands off. They wanted to get the club back on track. But when he came to inscribe the team to the league, well, Akusa Puni disappeared. They had already hired a manager and they found themselves basically going back to uh, square one. Uh, the, the, the team was bought by a local um, group of uh, entrepreneurs. They managed to get him back to Serie C in 2019. And that's when the story takes a very strange twist. That's when an American, Michael Gandler, the CEO of Scent Entertainment, which is a company that produces uh, audiovisual movies, documentaries, uh, decides to buy uh, Como or gets get given the mandate by Scent Entertainment to get by Como. And that's like a, a dream job for him, being able to live in one of the best parts of Italy, managing monies that are not his, and try to make the best out of it. But obviously, he finds a situation that is very difficult. There are debts, there are creditors, more creditors, you know, uh, the infrastructure are almost falling into pieces. But somehow, they manage to turn it around and they manage to sell abroad the idea that Como is um, is an up-and-coming uh, uh, team, is a team that with a lot of prospects, they even produce a mini-series called The American, which you can watch it on YouTube. I think it's free now at the moment. And Scent Entertainment buys the rights of uh, transmission of Como via their um, the broadcasting arms called Mola TV, who also gets other broadcasting rights for other competition around the world so it increases their popularity eventually sent its boat or is owned by an indonesian company called jarum which is a big company in uh, in indonesia but is also part of the empire of the hartono family now the hartono family are considered the richest family in indonesia and the 68 richest person in the world and now, of course, after five years on, uh, they got big projects for uh, for Como. They are stabilizing in Serie B, and it looks like it's almost about time they take the big leap into Serie A. That is a fantastic background. It, it, it's it's fitting that it is the home of George Clooney, isn't it? George Clooney lives up yes, here. Yes, of course. <laughs> is the Como Como is situated in one of the most beautiful places in Italy, the Lake of Como. The Lake of Como is a fantastic place where there are uh, there's a great it's great to visit, and if you are lucky enough to have enough money to buy a villa there, you could find some very interesting neighbor. One above all, George Clooney, and it's probably the the reason why first an American company and then an Indonesian one have decided to invest money in this project because they see this that as an opportunity to. Um, establish a great successful football team in one of Italy's key landmarks. is a little bit like Venice, who, by the way, Venezia are owned by an American property as well, the football club. And if you can combine uh, the football, which is football, which is heritage in Italy, with a place that is so beautiful and so historical, where 
tourists will normally come, you can really uh, are on to, to a winner because, you know, uh, you can attract so many more people who will probably uh, uh, go to Rome, Milan, Florence, etc. But if there is a local team doing well in Como, in Venice, then you got a much a great market to tap into it. And that's exactly what uh, the Indonesian property are thinking about with this uh, small club, which has got great ambitions. They like, as you said, they're starting to attract players now too, as well as fame. It really raised my eyebrows when I seen Strafetza yes. going there in January. I loved watching him play for Lecce. How were they able to lure a Brazilian in his prime from Lecce? Well, I think it's also the Fabregas effect. He he acts like a magnet to good players, a little bit like Jose Mourinho is a magnet for players who came at Roma, but in a smaller scale, that's what Fabregas is doing. Fabregas, as we mentioned, came in the season before this one, 2022, on the pitch wasn't great, but he saw Como as an opportunity to develop his career as a springboard for his career. He became the youth team coach. Then this season, when the first time manager, uh, first team manager, Samuel Elongo was sacked, Fabregas was given the opportunity to manage the first team and a team that in the summer was already being strengthened by the likes of uh, Verdi, used to play for uh, Napoli and uh, Torino. Patrick Cutrone, former Milan and Wolverhampton striker, now is adding Strefezza, Zadi Strefezza, who, by the way, is having a great impact, two goals in two games, to the roster. Because back in October, November, Como were doing well, but they no one scoring many goals. They had issues closing game downs. They were struggling when they're going ahead. Sometimes they didn't have the killer blow there. But now with Strefezza, of course, they added a very good player, a player that Alecce was struggling this season with a change of manager under Daversa. But let's not forget, last season scored eight goals with Lecce. So basically, saved Lecce because Lecce are not a high-scoring team and also has got a great, great pedigree in Serie A Strafezza has been promoted twice from Serie B to Serie A first with Spal then with Lecce and the last time he was promoted he scored 13 times for the Salentini so obviously uh, this is a great investment he's on loan with an option to buy but it's an investment to finish in the top two which at the moment they are although they've got very difficult games coming up but certainly to, to finish the season strongly in the top six Cortone, great to see him back too. He's a hometown boy, isn't he? It is, exactly. Great knowledge. He's from Como. And I don't think the choice of, of Cutrone is a casual one. Uh, they do need some local people. They do need some people that can connect well with the fan base because... Uh, Apart from all this foreign influx and foreign investment, and of course, not to mention uh, Dennis Wise, who's one of the managers, high high caliber manager, God knows how he's been scouted, probably through some consultancy agencies, uh, through some links. But again, you could, you could think about maybe Dennis Wise was the why they got to Fabregas and not vice versa. But of course, you do need also a strong connection to the to the local community. The Como fans are very proud of the roots of their lo local rivalries, etc. So that that's why Cutrone fits well uh, there in in this environment. And how is it being viewed in other parts of Italy? A club infused with all this celebrity, is there some romance or? Are they seen as just a team trying to buy their way to the top? 
we're getting used to foreign investors in Italy. I mentioned Venezia earlier, so is the case of Genoa, so is the case of Palermo that now belongs to the City Group, Manchester City Group, and of course Roma with the Fredkin, Bologna with Saputos. So it's not unusual of not to mention Milan and Inter, the Chinese and American properties. So at everything, at every level of Italian football, we 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 are used to now foreign investments. And of course, uh, we have realized that uh, unfortunately that's well, that there are no local investors able to to afford it and able to uh, propel those teams into uh, the big uh, the big league as quickly as they would like to. So obviously, uh, no, I don't think there is a much skepticism. It's just an acceptance of the fact that it is. But yes, there is a little bit of romance behind it because it's a small club. You know, it's a small club in a crowded area of Italy. In Lombardy, you got Inter Milan, Atalanta, Brescia. Uh, of course, you got Como, Lecco, who's also in Serie B, Monza, who's in Serie A. Already naming, you know, really you can you can throw a blanket and go from stadium to stadium in Lombardy because that's uh, again Italy's richest uh, richest region so yes there is also a bit of romance uh, romance in there to see to see them doing well but mm, let's not forget it's a very difficult task for Como to get promoted I mean in a league where you got the likes of uh, Parma Cremonese Venezia Palermo these are all teams with good pedigree, good history. They have been in Serie A um, much more recently than Como. So it's going to be difficult. Also, you got Bari uh, there. So, you know, uh, not easy to get out to get out of Serie B. You mentioned Dennis Wise. There's a strong British presence throughout yes. their sort of organizational structure from the academy to the dugout. Does it reflect in their style of play on the pitch? They play more attacking with uh, with um, with Fabregas for sure. Uh, they, he switched to a back four, and he likes to play more on the front foot. Although also under Samuel Longo, they were not a defensive side. But you could tell that this season there is more enthusiasm going forward in uh, with Como. Uh, yes, probably this British influence has uh, given them a little bit of more oomph, a little bit more courage. But, you know, that's exactly what the, what the owner, the Indonesian family, says. They once said that we want to make Como the Manchester United of Italy. Now, seeing Manchester United recently, I don't know if you... <laughs> be careful with what you wish for, but you know, <laughs> probably, probably they meant it in terms of... I mean, very ambitious, if you think that you are in the same region, very close to Milan and Inter. Lots of people who live in Como probably at the weekend travel to Milano to watch Milan and Inter. But okay, there is obviously a very strong fan base there. So, but very, very ambitious. But the reference to the British culture and the British link to the community and the city is very, very strong. Uh, Como uh, owners are not only investing in the team, but also in the local businesses and the local activities. I just mentioned a couple of things that I find it really interesting. For example, this season, every time the Como wins the game, whoever is in a local bar in the city gets a free drink. So if you're there, when the 90 minutes struck or during the game, you get free day because they say when Como wins, everyone should be happy. And obviously, they love it. The fans love it. The bar owners love it because it fidelizes them. And the second initiative was every single ticket holder, season ticket holder, got a fresh, a free shirt, original free shirt. 
you know, worth 50, 60 euros. So not a bad gift, really, to give. But again, it's to try to, 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 to create that sense of community, that match they experience that maybe in Italy we don't have. Going to the pub before, everyone wearing the shirt. In Italy, people, people still tend to go dress casual, more on the elegant side than with the shirts, unless you're under 15. But, you know, maybe trying to switch that a little bit. And I think it's interesting, uh, really, uh, the way they are, um, they, are, uh, they are approaching it. You would tell yourself a lot better fashion than Australia. If everybody we get we get dressed for the occasion, I think <laughs> even to go even to go to the football because maybe after you go into the restaurant and stuff like that. One thing that you know, I lived. In, uh, we digress a little bit. I lived in Britain for 15, 16 years. One of the things that um, uh, impressed me a lot during the weekend when I was going out in the different places I lived: London, Manchester, Norwich, etc. To see adults, so over 30, wearing the football shirt of every single team on the weekend as a sort of a ritual. In Italy, you will never see it. It would be considered childish. It would be considered uh, out of fashion, let's say. But here is a ritual. At the weekend in Britain, people wear their match, uh, the, the, the team shirt. Well, some of them, not all. But it's, it's, it is a different culture. It breeds that tribalism, isn't it? I, I need an excuse to go there if there's free drink or not for being an Irishman. And they actually signed an Irish wonder kid in January, M. Nige Razzi. He's an yes. under-17 Irish international. So you got, you got good reasons to go, if it's anything. We're very it's excited. A... We're very excited to see you. So, Daniele, while I have you, do you think they can pull this off? I'm sure they're probably still filming a documentary, as you said. Will it have a happy ending and back to Syria, back to the promised land? Can they do it? Okay, William, if, uh, Liam, if you think to go there in the next five weeks to get a free drink, be careful because I'll tell you which kind of run of fixture they got. In the next five weeks, they play Palermo, Parma, Venezia, Cremonese. So these are all the top four. And then they got the derby against Lecco, which is very important for the people who live there. Lecco, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's like it's the classical, really. So, I mean, Everything will go through that. If they get good, good results in the next five weeks, they'll be firmly in second place and they can hope to get direct promotion. Can they pull it off? It's hard to say because last season, Cagliari finished sixth and still got promoted from Serie B. They are a little bit of a lottery, the playoff. You know, it's also, uh, you know, um, yes, the home factor plays a part, but it's a very long season. Of course, with the new signing of Strafezza, they look on the up. But going against teams like Parma, who are scoring an awful lot of goals, and Venezia, who also have a couple of very good players, especially Poyan Palo up front, a great hitman, is going to be difficult. The hope is that if they don't get promoted this season, they will continue to, the investors and the team, to continue to demonstrate the same enthusiasm and try to go up uh, the next uh, season and really uh, build on that. And what's your feelings? You're, you're obviously an expert with a man who likes to bet. What do you feel with Milan and Ren tonight? Will AC get the job done? I think they will. Uh, they are in very strong form. 
they are home. I think they won the last four or five. They're going to take the competition extremely seriously, by the way. There's going to be no turnover, and rightly so, because they're only one point behind Juventus in the table. No chances they're going to finish outside the top four. Uh, they need to be more clinical, Milan. I, I read the stats yesterday that in the Champions League group of death, in the Champions League overall, they were the highest team for expected goals differential. Now, let's explain it for people who are not familiar. They should have scored four or five goals more based on XG. And if you remember the goals that Leao missed against Newcastle in the first game, a couple of misses as well against Borussia Dortmund. So if they do become more clinical in front of goal, and that's what really makes makes a difference in Europe, in top competitions, taking your chances. I think they got every chance to go, to beat Ren, first of all, to go far in the competition because they really can uh, dedicate most of their uh, focus to, to, the, to the Europa League. A competition that, by the way, seven-time Champions League winners, Milan, never won. Uh, you, you will say, because they were always busy winning the Champions League of the European Cup, but in the UEFA Cup, really, Milan got such a poor record. It will be about time they, they get at least to a semi-final. Added to the collection. Thank you yes. so much once again, my friend. Please tell our listeners where they can hear more from you, my man. You can follow me on Twitter uh, or X, as they call it now. Uh, my my handle is at the Fisi, Delta Fisi, the first four initials of my uh, surname. And I will link that in the show notes. Thank you once again, Daniele. Thank you, Liam. Speak soon. You're listening to Eurotales, where European football stories are explored one at a time. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Pleasure to have the knowledge of Daniele on the show. Lake Como needs no introduction. It is a tourist hotspot and world-renowned as a playground for the rich and famous. As mentioned, George Clooney even lives there. But the football team may soon be the biggest star in town. The owners are the richest in Italy. The last time they featured in Serie A was many moons ago. Since then, they've been bankrupt twice and fallen down through the divisions. They aren't just a club run by sugar daddies. As Daniele said there, they have the community on their side. They've even launched an ambitious Como for Como project, a plan to ensure by 2025 the club uses only local resources. Their fans are treated with respect and not fleece for every penny. The club has also promised not to release a new kit every year to save the fans some money. Even though Lake Como is home to the rich, the city of Como is working class. This is a club infused with ambition and a plan to succeed and one you need to keep an eye on by looking at their January business where they are hoovering up wonder kids from every nook and cranny around the globe to supplement their superstars that they're luring from Serie A too. Daniele also joined us a few episodes back where we discussed Bologna's fantastic season under Thiago Mata, in particularly that Dutch magician Zerxe. Go back and give it a listen. That's all we've got time for this week. Enjoy all the action last night of European football tonight before we're back into domestic affairs. Please like our show on whatever socials you see it on, and of course on Apple and Spotify. It means so much to us to grow against the algorithm. Thanks for listening. 
Don't miss us between episodes. Simply follow our socials, links in the show notes, or simply search at EuroTalesPod on Twitter. EuroTales. Podcast Network.